to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your other host, Daniel Colburn. And today's episode is brought to you by The Fray. The Fray. How to Hop save a life. Hop into it. Hop into The Fray. And How to save a life. You found me. You found me. <laughs> oh, Caleb, I've been having an experience of late. Have you? Mm-hmm. I have been... Uh, feeling the effects of music. Mm. You know, you you're a man who's felt the effects of music. Mm. Go ahead and answer with words there. <laughs> no, I just I said I was so angry. No, I was so ecstatic that I just said the F word. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> go on. Go on. Uh. <laughs> You felt the effects of music. I ing have. Um, it's uh, it's interesting, right? It's uh, mm. I kind of go in and out of it. Sometimes music is just music. Okay. Right. Okay. And then there's like a general effect of music, which is like amped. Okay. That I can generate easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I like quickly. There's certain music that's like reliably will get me in that like let's go mm, yeah type of mood you mm-hmm. know yeah where i can like type really hard mm-hmm. you know and like just kind of knock some stuff out that type of vibe right yeah um but there's all these other vibes that music can create um mm-hmm. and i have not there have been times in my life where i was deeply affected by the vibe of music mm. um and I treated music sort of as a tool to elicit a vibe, mm-hmm. almost, right? Like I had songs that I would use for certain effects and for sure. blah, 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 almost like a drug, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think I've kind of like shied away from that in recent years hmm. because like it can get kind of weird, right? Like if you're too if you're like leaning into that too hard and like strategizing about it too much like you can get into this weird like metacognitive place of like what am i supposed to be feeling what's the right music to be feeling the thing that i think i'm supposed to be feeling right you know yeah it's one of those things that you can like i used to say like i don't know my brother would always tell me he's like why do you like don't you wish you would never listen to eminem because I, I forever, like to this day, even mm-hmm. like if I'm fishing or hu- hunting and fishing is when it comes out because you have so much time alone. I'm always rapping Eminem. It seems to be mm-hmm. like the thing at the root of something <laughs> of for me. Being, but yeah. but I, w- I would, you know, my response at first have was like... Have you ever been hated or discriminated hated against? against? I have. I've never listened to demonstrated against. Pick, Pick a line from, from my, my wicked rounds. Look yeah. at the dance. Sick is the man or the mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh Can my God. That, that song in particular is like... And and uh, and uh, square dance, square like, dance. Yeah, let your head down at the back. The yeah, keep yeah, going back. back. The, the boogie monster rap. Yeah, yeah the, the man's, man's back, back with the plan to ambush. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Me and you could go on and on and on on those ones. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I used to tell him like he'd be like, "Don't you wish you'd never listen to Eminem?" Like he thought it made me just an angry teenager. And I was like, <laughs> "No, I was an angry teenager, and I needed Eminem." And so I don't know what the case is. I don't know if Eminem made me more angry and rebellious and mad at my parents. He gave you the rhythm to soothe your soul and you wanted to get lost in his rock and roll and drift away. Oh, man, that that for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was a soldier every day on the bus. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your left, your left, your left, right, left. Yeah, Yeah, that one, I'd probably never looped a song as much as that song. Mm -hmm. And specifically on the bus on the way to school. It's like the most Dr. Dre beat ever. Like with the the snares that just like kick so hard. And it's just like, you can't like not like snap your neck off. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, oh, that song, Mm -hmm. no other song moves me like that song. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, It's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, so I I I guess that's my my response to what you're saying is like I I don't know if that kind of is along those lines, but I I don't I think there's partially some of the music I listen to. Like I I like Mac Miller a lot and he's uh his Thoughts from a Balcony song mm-hmm. is like in my top songs for the past couple months like looped songs, so and I put mm-hmm. on Spotify's like recommended like things you listen to all the time. Yeah. Um, it's like your daily loops that. or something. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, ooh, they can just feed back the things that I feed at them. And um, mm-hmm. and anyway, it, it comes on. And so I've been listening to it again more. But I'm saying this to say that that um, I realize that it puts me in that Mac Miller vibe, which unfortunately, like Rip Mac Miller is sad, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. because he killed himself. It's even more sad. Mm-hmm. And it and I've been listening to it a lot. And and I so I don't know. Yes, it influences me, but I also use it as a form of expression. But it's like a it's a reverberating thing when you, you know, clang something at, at the at a consistent frequency out into the world and it bounces back at you. And well, what is that? You know, that that like basic like sound thing, like when that re- yeah, like reverberation resonance. Re- resonance, resonance, it resonates, you know, like I'm putting the frequencies out, but they're coming back and they're aligning at the same ones I'm putting out, which amplifies the signal. Yeah. Which is kind of what but you're I saying? Mean, kind of, yeah. But I'm also talking about, right, like, this is interesting. This is sort of a a, a technology-oriented question at the root of it, right? Because, like, before streaming services, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I guess, like, before, like, iPods, really. Like, you would encounter music. You wouldn't as often choose what you were listening to, Right? And so I'm, you're talking about a scenario where, like, I have a feeling and then I choose a song to go with that feeling. And then the song echoes back to me the feeling, right? That has always been my experience with music. But so, I know but it's I'm not talking, that way for everybody. But I'm talking about, like, in the sort of scenarios where, like, a song comes on or, you know, like, okay. a, like if you're playing, okay. like, a playlist or something sure. on Spotify, right? Like, yep. and you encounter a song. Okay. That song may have like an emotional content that's not the thing that you were putting out yeah. in that moment. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which is the example like, of the Mac Miller song. It's like most of right, my, right, right. Exactly. lately it's like uh, post-hardcore stuff and then all of a sudden Mac mm-hmm. Miller comes on. <laughs> right, right, right. Post-hardcore. I love post-hardcore. In like a weird part of me, I love it. Um, the, um, But like, I think for a long time... I have been in this state of like either like not receiving the emotion from a song Mm -hmm. um, sort of consciously, sort of subconsciously, right? Like I think the conscious part of me would have been like, this isn't what I'm going for right now or something. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the subconscious part of me I think is like a little bit like afraid of where this could go. Okay. You know, where it's like, ooh, I don't know if I want to feel this at, you know, 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. You know, like, I think right. I'd rather listen to more Eminem. Like, if, like, know? Stan just came on? Oh, dude. Well, but this is the thing with Stan. Like, Stan <laughs> still amps me up, though. 
just because of like the pure like spectacle of the thing. Really? That's like the most melancholy, depressing yeah, song but, in the world. But it's also a masterpiece. And I think it's because it's a masterpiece. And, like there's like a meta okay. story there, which is not just like the story of the song, but like the story of the impact of the song on hip hop. Okay. Which I think is like tied You mean up to in tell me, me if you weren't like, you know, bopping your head to some reggae or something, all of a sudden Stan comes on when you're programming. Yeah, but there's like so much. Got out of it at all. And you're yeah. and it's raining. Yeah. No, well, yeah, especially if it's raining and it fogs up your window, that's gonna get you for yeah. sure. Um no, I know what you're saying, but like um recently, as mm. of late, I've been just like letting um song emotions happen. Mm-hmm. Um sort of consciously be like okay i accept what this song has to give me yeah right but then there's like a another layer of separation which i didn't have as like a younger more i would say less healthy younger man mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. which is that like and now i feel this emotion and i like see it and recognize it in me and then the next song comes on and I don't have to do anything about that emotion. I can just sort of have it experience it and then let it go and then move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, which is not something I've have had ever had experience with, with like uh, musical emotion, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. It's a really interesting place to be. It is pretty um, interesting. And I think a lot of other people were just doing that normally. Um, but I wasn't, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely am not as affected by music as I was. I, I am affected by music in a big way, but like when I was young, you know, it was like, it was everything. Oh yeah. And exactly. whatever I was into at the time, you know, was, was everything and it, it made me. And in, in some way, like now I visit those places and I don't, I'm not as um yeah i don't know like i don't have there's no soundtrack to my uh to my 2020 you know right there's there's bands that i love but i don't know how to put it um but i i think i'm picking up what you're putting down you're sort of like a um not a uninvolved you know onlooker like you're not just observing you're going with the the flows Mm -hmm. but um but you're not like staying there yeah. Hmm. Yeah, man. Music is crazy. I am. It's a mystical thing to me. It really yeah. is. You ever hang out with like comedy people? No, I just watch a lot of them on YouTube. So my friend Jacob is like a comedy person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like at UCB and hangs out with all these improv people in New York. And so whenever I'm in New York, I hang out with Jacob and then Jacob's hanging out with improv people. So I'm like sitting around with a bunch of like improv people Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and what's interesting about improv people is like someone will they're always making jokes right Mm, okay um and a lot of the time no one laughs at them but everyone says that's funny nice yeah you know and it's like yeah what come on now like but that's kind of how i feel like i'm doing with these songs right Mm -hmm. like i'm not like weeping yeah Um, yeah 
I'm not like breaking up with my girlfriend <laughs> or, uh, you know, stealing a car or killing a cop or whatever else music is supposed to be able to make you do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I'm like having enough of the experience to be like, oh, that's an, that's an experience, you know? Yeah. Um, instead of just being like, I'm not going to have this experience right now or, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's an interesting place. I don't have anything more to say about it than that. That's funny. And like the meta, the meta experience is to, it's interesting to have an experience having a different experience than you had before. Yep. With the same content. With the same content, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I want to take this time to, well, one, ask you, I don't, I've probably asked you, but I, have you ever heard of Dance Gavin Dance? No. Okay. It's, I don't know if they would be considered post-hardcore. They probably would be, um, like screamo, but singing with it, mm-hmm. like, um, like Coheed and Cambria type high pitch singing sure. yeah. with like, uh, like mixed with like Seosin and Sleeping with Sirens and those types of bands, but it's, but like the, the instrument the the like the backdrop to it all is so intricate and beautiful and it just feels much more mature than a lot of those bands but send me some i will okay i dig them so much and i've been digging them for so long um in my time i thought i would i thought i would pick them up and drop them but Mm -hmm. i've just stuck with them for Mm -hmm. like almost a year now of just like listening to them all the time and I'm really curious if any of the listeners listen to Dance Gavin Dance. I feel like this is a band that I think everybody should know about and no one seems to know about. Do you ever listen to a lot dispute? No. Okay, you'll like them too. That's that's Here's your what it post- is. It feels mainstream to me, but like no one knows about them. recommendation. Okay, who's that? Law dispute? La dispute or La dispute maybe? La dispute. All right. It's L A space dispute. Okay, gotcha. Um I'll check them out. La, La I, so I played some La Dispute and I played some Seosin for my wife the other day. Oh, yeah? You've never seen a more like judgmental, like you're not the person I thought you were look <laughs> than Charlotte gave me when I put on uh, whatever the big, one of the really? top three Seosin songs from the album with the Beatle on it. Yeah, oh yeah, Seven Years. Yeah, uh, one of yeah. those songs or no, I seven. put on. Yeah, Seven was, Years, yeah. It was one of the songs that was like the the big ones around that time. Yeah. Right. And she's looking at me like, like what what are you like? Just like this is lame. These really? Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So what what does she see you as? If I played that for my wife, she would go, "Oh, this is Caleb." Like she would just know. I think she sees me as a person with like more discerning taste than that. Gotcha. Yeah, and no, she, I'm she's unabashedly. Like, oh, will, will you like this? Way into all things <laughs> yeah. punk, pop, pop punk, and all that stuff. <laughs> well, no, but then there's certain pop punk that's like okay to like in our household. Oh, really? There's other stuff that is not okay it's because you know anything she likes is good, and anything I like gotcha. that she doesn't like is bad. Um, that's my theory on it. She'd probably disagree. Isn't that everybody's thing on everything? Mm-hmm. You like no, what no, you it, like and you don't no. like what you don't like? With, with the exception of Radiohead. What? <laughs> I don't like it, but it's good. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Oh, maybe. All right. All right, well, you can respect it, yeah. I mean, at some yeah. level, I love that thing that, like, um, 
you know, everybody thinks, you know, and say, oh, you think you're always right. Well, yeah, I mm-hmm. think I'm always right. Yeah, that's the only thing you can that's think. That's right. Like, if I thought I was wrong, I would think that wrong thing is right. And then I would think I'm right again. Yeah. That's well, then there works. are people who don't know what to think. And so then they're going with the thing that they think is wrong because they can't figure out what they think is right. Wait, what is that? Well, it's like sometimes you don't know what you think is right. Right. But you have to rep something. Okay, yeah. So you're repping something. You think it's wrong, but you don't know what else to rep. You think it might be wrong, but you lean harder into it than you should. Yeah, because or you need somebody, something. Or somebody who thinks they're always right is somebody who doesn't consider other things. Mm-hmm. I guess. It's more of, a, obviously, there's, they're not saying that you think you're always right and I don't think I'm always right. Mm-hmm. They're just saying, like, you don't consider others, you don't consider other viewpoints, you know, <laughs> as valid. Yeah. You, you don't you consider that you could think be you're always right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Interesting, Decole. Where did I go wrong? Oh. Um, Decole. What's up, bud? How are you doing? Doing good, man. I mean, I feel like I just went really deeply into how I'm doing, which is <laughs> I'm having an emotional musical really experience over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's good. That's really yeah, good. Man. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited. excited about? The work that I've been doing lately is like the kind of work that you can't listen to music while doing. The like, because you're doing screencasts and stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Like oh, writing man, that's and hurt. screencasting. Basically, producing content for me means no music. Yeah. And uh, do you listen to music when you're pairing with people? No way. Is that this allowed? Is new, this is a new strat of mine. <laughs> Which is, I put music about 25% volume in Spotify. Wow. And it's just like there. It adds a little texture to things. Interesting. I may have to try that. Um, Yeah, I'd never done it before. And like, I've recently been doing it. It might make pairing when you're not driving more tolerable. Yeah. Well, even when you are driving. Yeah, interesting. I'll have to try that. But I, I am super, like, I, I thought about this multiple times today. I'm like, I, I've known that I have this, basically my new rhythm is like every other week is one's like a content week and the other one's like a deep, you know, programming week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I finally got to the finish line of my content week. I can now work on Livewire. Even if I'm like dealing with like issues and bugs and stuff, I can yeah. just crank like tunes and, and program, mm-hmm. and which you, feels so good. you can so go good. to the inner space. What's that? Oh, just like my inner, my inner... The inner space where the music lives. Yeah. Is that a reference? No. Okay. I like it. I really do. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't approving of something that was supposed to be a reference. Yeah. You, you weren't like pretending to yeah, understand I didn't, a reference. I didn't, I didn't the cardinal like sin of this get, show. Uh, I don't want to get dogpiled. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Here's something. Here's an opinion that I've formulated. And I mean, I think we've I talked... I love it. these. I love when you formulate opinions, Caleb. This one, uh, I don't know if I've talked to you about. Stop me if I have. Stop me if we've talked about this in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have another funny story I want to tell before this. I did a meetup, G-Pug meetup yesterday. Uh-huh. And a uh, virtual meetup. And G-Pug's the like uh, vehicles meetup. There they sponsor the meetup. But so it's it's in that area. Anyway, um, and I looked it. the whole thing was a Caleb Porzio Q&A. Like I just said, they asked somebody, somebody asked me to speak and I was like, I don't have any time, but I'll, I can always do a Q&A. So they turned it into like the whole thing, which is pretty cool. And it worked out pretty well, I that guess. That is cool. Yes. Um, and the first question I read in like the list of questions was, uh, listening to the latest No Plans to Merge, why do you hate Laravel events and listeners or something like that? And this is what I thought. What are they talking about? Did I say something bad about Laracon? 
like being canceled or something oh, like, like Laravel I, events. Why do I hate? Maybe because it was no plans to merge and, and then our listeners, listeners that yeah. just like tripped me up. But I, I was like, I laughed out loud and I was like, I don't know what they're saying. I'm kind of excited to be, to like get that question and be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and then yeah. two minutes before I answered the question, I realized what the question was. Yeah. So I did take the opportunity to trash events and listeners. Good. Good job. Yeah. Oh man. Well, but to be clear, we do hate our listeners, right? <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we have like a sort of like a bitter antipathy towards our listeners. The listener, yeah, the, the listener, <laughs> the user, we hate them. the user. <laughs> we, we hate the user. Um, here's my my thing. I'm going to take you on a journey first. Of course, I'm not just going to drop this on you. Uh huh. Um, jamming is a big thing with me. Not anymore, actually. I haven't like jammed with a human in way too long but this this was uh especially like college years and a little bit after college years sure. talked jamming. about this jaman yeah the, my jaman. beach days jamming all the time every single day with this group of people i don't know about your beach days my beach days i used to we i had a, like this core group of friends mm-hmm. and we would hang out every night we would congregate and this i was mm-hmm. like in the midst of dropping out of college and not going mm-hmm. to school basically sure yeah and so all there. this group of people who were also doing that <laughs> um mitch mitch uh friend of the show mitch there, is yeah. of course involved in the group yep. and um and we would hang out in my brother who lived next door had yeah. a garage and we would hang out in his garage every single night even through the winter every single night and he had like mm-hmm. a classic truck a chevy like 80s truck in the garage and we put a couch in the bed and would okay. just like hang out on the couch and do what um, young people who like go to the beach and then hang out in the garage that's, you know, three doors down from the beach with guitars do. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Which is to jam. Which is to jam. And uh, yeah, to jam. And um, yeah. Exclusively jamming. Nothing else. It's nothing else. And uh, so we jam. And those were my beach days. And I did that for like a couple of years. <laughs> What beach? Where? What state oh, is this in? This is New York, <laughs> Lake Erie. My parents. Okay. Okay, live, okay. Okay. My parents have deeded access to a private beach. The a lake beach, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. you can't see the other side. Yeah. Uh, so it's an ocean to us. Um, but it's this like you know it's this the community water, right? the the neighborhood yeah freshwater, <laughs> the neighborhood that that I didn't grow up in but lived in for like half of my life has access to this beach and it's just a like a natural beach there's a you know a tunnel that smells like piss and has graffiti all over it that goes under a busy road mm-hmm. to this beach that apparently there's access in your deed for to this beach but it's where everybody goes and like drinks their first beer and mm-hmm. you know um I actually just confessed to my mom the other day does their first jamming does their first jamming that uh my brother was the reason that um that I smoked my first cigar. He, I caught him smoking a cigar at the beach, mm-hmm. and uh, and he a cigar, the a cigarette. Only way I don't to not remember. Not get in trouble was to get you in on it. Yep. Right. And there were a bunch of his friends, and and he was like, "You have to smoke this." I'm <laughs> like, I was like, "Okay." <laughs> anyway, um, yep. We're meandering the beach. So th- those are my beach days, mm-hmm. and so we jam every day, and we would ha- and like you know there would always be people kind of just filtering through that were walking in the on the beach and at different times there were different people who kind of there's the core group but then there was all the other people and we Mm -hmm. would jam every single day and we had some really talented people and it was a a, it was good fun but i had this this rule that's what this is all about i had this Mm -hmm. rule that i like that (laughs) 
for some reason, I couldn't stand it if somebody pulled out a phone during jamming. During beach days. You cannot pull out a phone. You could pull out a phone and hang out and text and be a... None of the people who were in that group did that. Mm-hmm. But And new people weren't too familiar with this. But this is what happens when you get in a, in a circle with people and you start jamming. Somebody goes, oh, do you know that song? And they pull out their phone. And they want to show it to you on Spotify. Mm-hmm. That is not allowed. No, it ruins the jam. Totally ruins the jam. Here's the other mm-hmm. thing that's that would seem maybe more permissible, but is definitely not allowed. And this is the thing that not I don't have, I haven't encountered anybody who's as passionate as me about this, but they all kind of honor it. Pulling up the chords. Pulling up chords or but mainly pulling up lyrics. Yeah. No lyrics. Mm-mm. You cannot look at lyrics while jamming. No, you can't. That's then it's not a jam. It's a cardinal sin. Yeah. When you're looking at lyrics, you're That's turning your jam like brain off. Pretending to get a reference. <laughs> it's in the same vein of complete phoniness. <laughs> but it's something just, that I'm people want to, to do. User. And I get it, because you, you want to be a part and like you want to like, you know, I don't know. So I would be like, well, make up words. Like it be- anything's better than looking at your phone and turning your brain off. Anything in the world. So to yeah. me, it was like the worst sin in the world. And there would be like people who would come in and be like, I'm sure oh, this pe- is I'm really I'm sure people fun. like new people who could have been your friend really enjoyed that. Sort of, what, what's that? I'm sure like new people who might have been your friend really enjoyed well, that Well, that's about the thing. You. It's like, <laughs> I, I wasn't like a complete asshole, but everybody, like the people in that group sort of knew that that was like a thing. And mm-hmm. so new people would come in. And they didn't know and they would pull out the phone. It was always this awkward moment where like, I know that everybody else is, this just this weird moment where like everybody else is like, ooh, they don't know. And like, yeah. is Caleb going to say anything? And there were other, you know, I wasn't solely the the proponent of this, but it was my my cross to bear. Mm-hmm. I'm leading you somewhere, Decole. I see a very similar thing in getting on a Zoom call and sharing a screen to present a programming problem interesting describe it to me hop on a zoom call with me uh-huh there's two here's the two the two alternate universes one universe we hop on you mm-hmm. present to me a problem the way we do on the show you you mm-hmm. speak to me the code you might speak out the word user colon colon first parentheses quote yeah you know we That's talk music to my ears we, we our brains are there's a wire attached to our foreheads a live one yeah a live wire and the other universe is where you go okay let me show you what i'm talking about and you hit share now your mm-hmm. brain is in a different wavelength than mine and i'm mm-hmm. sort of seeing it but you might be like showing me around a million things a million you know miles per second um i don't know i have found i didn't know this but this is my new beef this is my new like equivalent to what do you pulling think? out your phone during the jam yeah yeah, well, not enough people really see code as a jam, and I think think that's the underlying problem, right? If everyone knew that coding was a jam, then everyone would see how objectionable it was to pull out your phone during it. <laughs> well, I really like that statement, and I want to, like, agree. Um, but I think even, like, very professional, and maybe this applies, maybe the jam thing, I don't, maybe I don't share your definition of jam, I don't know, but basically, like... I think there is a time to share your screen. Like if we need to actually like fix a bug, like I can't, mm-hmm. we can't do that just by talking. Mm-hmm. But sure, sure, sure. every pair session needs to be prefaced. Any screen share 
has to be prefaced by at least 15 minutes of verbal communication. Interesting. Is this why you don't like tuple? Maybe this is why I don't like tuple. It's pair. It's all screen share. You know what I'm saying though? Like if you're sharing your screen, your brain is in a very different space than if you're communicating your problem to me. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a world of difference. Like mm -hmm. it's like live or die. Mm. I feel that strongly about it. (laughs) Yeah. There's this other thing though. This other thing in pairing that I think is really nice, Mm -hmm. which is the moment where you stop screen sharing for a little bit. Okay. To just talk about the problem. Yeah. And then you go back to screen sharing. Yeah. That is like, that requires a type of discipline that is rare in humans. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is like, like, I'm going to like cut this off midstream and be like, yeah, hold on, let's, let's touch base with our higher selves here for a moment. Yeah. You know? Get away from this base code monkey in me that just wants to clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Yeah, yeah. And let's like lean back and fold our fingers over our bellies and talk about, you know, is this really the way we want to implement this? Is this testable? Like, do we really want to have this much JavaScript here? Like, what about this React dependency? Do we need this React dependency? You know? Yeah. Those sorts of questions, you know? But I think... And here's, I think, the, the place where I might differ with you. I, and, you know, I refuse to die on this hill. So if you start <laughs> shooting, I'm going to start running. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I think it's better to start pairing first. The, I think okay. the ideal situation okay. is like we get on, start screen sharing off the bat and work ourselves into a little bit of a hole, hmm. you know? And say like, okay, well, like here, what do we normally do here? Okay, let's make a model. All right, now let's make a little factory for it. Write a little test that uses this factory to news up the thing. Blah blah blah. blah. All right, now we're mark- we're working, we're working. Ooh, I feel a discomfort. Let's stop screen sharing and talk through this discomfort. Yeah, I agree that that should happen more often. It's it's tough because it's one of those things that has no trigger, no natural trigger to like. Yeah. You have to well, kind of. You just have to develop, develop an internal own. sense for it. Yeah, um, I still think in my mind when I'm I'm talking to you right now, we are in. This is bliss to me. Mm. Yeah, this is our. This is the liminal space. Yeah, we own this space and occupy it, and the the listener is also in this space in the a user. different timeline. The user, and there's something so beautiful about that, and yeah. it gets. It gets molested when you put the screen share up. Especially if people have messy desktops. Yeah, that is true. The messier the and the, and the bigger the resolution, you know, like. Big like, resolution, good. <laughs> no, but whatever. <laughs> but we agree that, you know, a more focused, the more focused the screen, the better. Mm-hmm. Really, focus it's. Good. I mean, it's all about focus. You That's shared your screen exactly with me the what other it's day, all Caleb? about. You shared your screen with me. Yeah. Uh, so that we can make an Alpine tag picker component together. Oh yeah. Um, 
and I loved it so much. Your screen looked so good because you would clearly are a man who records a lot of screencasts now. <laughs> yeah, because you gotta whole, keep my room clean. Your whole situation is like, ooh. I'm in a screencast full time now, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, and it was great because like you shared your screen, and I was like, ooh, this is great. Let's make something. You know, <laughs> it's funny. Like I don't think about it anymore like that, but I remember not that long ago at all. Uh-huh. Feeling like, wouldn't it be great if I lived in bliss like it appears that Taylor Otwell does? You know, mm-hmm. like you see his screen every so often and you're like, whoa, does he live like that? This is, you want to see my screen real quick, Caleb? I yeah, know sure. this is a cardinal sin, but I'm going to share my screen. Yeah, violate the principle. Oh, uh, unfortunately, the host of this meeting has disabled attendee screen sharing. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do I get you to. Let me just no. The reason for that is penises, not anything mm-hmm. intentional. Yeah, the uh, the meetup I did yesterday. Yeah, got penised. It got penised. Yep, I saw a guy's butthole and penis. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so nice. bad. Oh wow, decal. Holy right, crap, man! Right before this meeting, I literally like changed my desktop background, deleted all the screenshots on my desktop, and like. I mean, your got, your desktop is is uh is baller, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, your resolution is four four unbelievable. Case. Yeah, four of those. I can't okay. even see anything. Yeah, well, big resolution, good. Wow, I disagree, but but I respect it. I so respect. I think it. we should turn yeah. off the screen share now because the listener or sorry, the user has no idea what's going on. Yep, and that is why screen sharing never works. For the same reason that the listener... No, forget it. Go on. That's all. That's all I had to say, Caleb. Um, D. Cole, a hot tip from the Wathman. This is one of those things that is so obvious, but you don't think about it until Adam Wathen does it. Mm-hmm. You turn off icons on your desktop, and now your desktop's just another folder on your computer, and you never have to feel guilty about icons. Yeah, but there's utility to having those icons on your desktop. Not for me. Well, you're using computers wrong. That's fine. What do you use a desktop for? That it's a folder that is that doesn't require you to open a folder. You use that? Yeah. I don't believe you because you what just you removed all your icons. Yeah, but they were the screenshots. So this is what you do. In no, your Mac Caleb, settings. Caleb. No, no. <laughs> no, you are intentionally misunderstanding me, and I won't have it. Really? I think yes. I'm not. Anything that I'm about to, like, say I'm about to drag something onto a website to upload it. Okay. Right? Yeah. Or I'm going to, like, say I have, like, for some terrible reason, I have to, like, get a bunch of files from FTP. hmm Right? <laughs> Where do I drag those? What's FTP? Uh fart transfer protocol. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I've heard a, it. It's a series of tubes. Um, <laughs> fart tube pipe. Yeah. Say I had like a bunch of files like that I had to get over FTP that I'm then going to like p- drag into Slack. Mm-hmm. Right? There needs to be an intermediary place where these files live while they're being dragged from a server to my local computer and then from my local computer to another server. Yeah. Right? Where is that place? That place is the desktop. Because uh, you can, okay. using macOS, okay. you can use the show desktop, yep. 
which moves all your windows, and then there is this big landing zone of whatever you want to put there, and you grab it, and then you unshow the desktop and drop them onto whatever window you need to drop them onto. I disagree so heavily, but I... So how do you do things? So I, I don't know if I'm ever in the position of needing to drag to an intermediate folder from one thing to another. Okay, like say there's an image, right? Yep. And you want to download that image, okay. mark it up, and then send it to me. Okay. Right? So I'm I am in a browser. You're I in a browser. Right click on an image. image. I save image as or whatever. Yeah, where do you save it as? Uh, it just goes to downloads uh-huh. and it shows up in the bottom of my Chrome window. Mm-hmm. And I, if I need, if you know, typically I'll just drag it from that little, you know, tray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might even like drag down. Okay, to let, the... let's say it's not from Chrome, so you don't have the little nice downloads window, okay. right? Say it's from Slack. So someone's Slack message or Telegram messages you an image. Okay. Right? Yeah. Now you want to download that image, mark it up, and then send it to me on Telegram. Okay. I would download it, and mm-hmm. Telegram would probably have a way to drag from Telegram to something sure. else. So yep. that would and be fine. So you're going to drag it where? To the other thing or. No, 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 but you, you have to download it and then you're going to edit that image and then re-upload. So it has to be somewhere so that you can So it's ed- in my downloads it. folder and it's the latest one because okay. it's sorted by most recently mm-hmm. created. Mm-hmm. So I just do my thing. Yeah, okay, sure. So then do you clean out your downloads folder? Like, no, it's a garbage. It's a dumpster Yeah, so that's fire. the thing. I think that's what this is nice about the desktop is that you can't not clean your desktop or you'll lose your mind. What? I like you, so I don't need my desktop to be clean. The folder. R- but here's, I don't want all this old crap sitting around in my, like all this temporary stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. So every once in a while, you realize that oh, I should probably commit desktop or downloads folder bankruptcy, and then you just kill it all. And screenshots yeah. go in a separate screenshot folder, uh huh, adjacent to your downloads and desktop folder. Mm-hmm. and you pin it in the finder sidebar so it's its own section called screenshots and you tell all the max screenshot apps to or just one of them and then they all do it to so what i'm thinking is there. and this kind of caleb reminds me this is interesting because this is more of a caleb thing to do than a daniel thing to do okay but what i do what i like about keeping things on my desktop yeah is that like i hate having things on my desktop right and so the as that number of things increases the agitation in me grows until i'm forced to deal with them yes problem um, that which is remember the laundry thing the laundry yes. and the socks and you hate not having socks yes and so you don't That's buy more socks right because the socks trigger you to do laundry yes that is what i'm saying about the screenshots on well, the so here's the thing what if i could hit a button uh-huh where I just have a endless, uh, like a drawer of socks that magically mm-hmm. gets refilled every day. Yeah, then you would never do laundry. Right. Like what if laundry didn't exist? That's what I'm proposing. When you get rid of the, it's the same thing as hiding your tabs in VS Code. You take a chore, like dishes piling up, you hit a button and all of a sudden there's no such thing as dishes anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah, you just remove. I only eat from hand. Yeah, it's like. It's this thing where you go, oh, I thought that this was something I had to live with. But basically Mm -hmm. anything, to me, anything that shares this characteristic of something that like grows to disorder over time Mm -hmm. 
is it's like a it's a construct digitally for the most part like tabs are a construct you can just not have tabs you can just not see them Mm -hmm. desktop icons you can just not have them unfortunately i have a desk in real life and this Mm -hmm. dynamic plays out every day for me and i fight the war of shit on my desk but digitally i can opt out of the war by just saying don't show desktop icons yeah, but then that's just literally, that's just like taking your LaCroix cans and throwing them under your desk. <laughs> it's like, it's like I can open my window and throw my LaCroix can out. That's what it is. No, but you can't because <laughs> that the... LaCroix can is going somewhere and it's in your office still. No, no, no. See, the thing is you keep, my workspace is pure and then there's. No, because under your desk is still part of your workspace. Uh, so the desktop folder is so not something I ever see or deal with. And it's so compartmentalized. What, how do you browse it? I open Finder if I need to. But honestly, since yeah, but I move screenshots to a different folder, the, like, I don't think I ever use desktop among anymore. Among the like 700 things in your desktop folder. No. So it you have a screenshots folder and a downloads folder. Downloads, the way I use downloads, I only ever need like the most recent one because I just downloaded the thing and now I need to double click on it to install it or something mm-hmm. or like a PDF. Mm-hmm. Then that's it. If it goes beyond that, I never ever need it. That's just the way I use the downloads folder and the screenshots folder. But it's a very dragging? similar experience. Are you not using drag and drop? Are you not drag and drop? <laughs> what are we dragging and dropping? I drag and drop Everything. images from my screenshots file to the browser. I drag and drop from my, you no, know, but what about from the browser? You do not drag images out of the browser to save them. Very rarely. I don't think I do that. But if I need to do that, like I said, I download it and now it's in my downloads folder. (laughs) So then I can drag it anywhere I want or edit it in place. But okay, this is, I think this is like the workflow. So dragging something to the desktop works in every app, in every context, everywhere. Okay. Right? There's no right click save as or, you know, there's no like, what way does this app want me to download this thing? Right? Okay. There's no, with the exception of Telegram file downloading, which we finally figured out, like in almost any context, if you want something, yep. you grab it and you drag it to the desktop and it's there. So you literally, like I'm on Google Images right now and I see an image. Can I just, yeah. okay, I'm going to drag it. All right. I just dropped it on the desktop that doesn't have icons and I just wanted to see if it works. I don't think it does. Yeah, it does not work. Anyhow. I don't have anything in my desktop folder younger than 30 days because I switched probably like 31 days ago or something. Yeah, yeah, But this is kind of what I'm saying is like the desktop is like a place for me to drag things. It's a drag and drop target. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, it, so like I hear I you. drag things to it and then I drag things from it. And because I can use the show desktop command in macOS, like it's like I'm one click away from having like a beautiful drop drag and drop zone in front of me at all times where I can just hold something for a second while I do whatever maintenance I need to do to get to the place where I can drag it again. Yeah. I mean the pro so to me, any of that niceness, it's just the one that's just not part of my workflow. So I can't Mm -hmm. really relate, but even if it was to me, the stress of having a cluttered desktop all the time Mm -hmm. or having to, having to feel like I'm losing track of my desktop and then having that moment when you're like, I'm going to like focus and I'm going to like clear my desktop and you feel great. And then you rinse and repeat over and over to me. That's like, 
That's the most painful cycle that I inevitably face as a human all the time. And if I can get relief from it, I'm going to press the button. And that is the button, so I don't know. But to each his own decoil, um, I will say, I don't, uh, another, here's two other kind of fun things I've been doing. So I found a setting somewhere where you can tell Mac to only, uh, when you click on an app, to only show that app and hide everything else. Yeah. So like if I, if I, so I, I just put my mouse in the bottom and it opens up my little dashboard, what's it called? Doc? Yeah. Opens up my doc and I click on finder. Now, Wait, do you use the doc? Mm, no, not really. Okay. But I guess I do every once in a while because I do notice this behavior now that I set it. Um, I probably use it to open finder sometimes. But anyway, um, yeah, I guess I do use the dock sometimes, but if I click on any icon in the dock, it hides every other window. So like I just clicked on finder and I can't see your face. I just see the finder window. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So it just is a way of, because basically here's the feature I want in Mac is to only ever show one window ever and just honor that. Never have two windows showing. You and I operate in so very different ways. (laughs) So I have two monitors, first of all, which is one difference. Okay. Right? Yeah, that is a difference. My right-hand monitor is VS Code completely. Mm -hmm. Full width, bleed. You can't see the desktop background. Mm. It's not like actual full screen. Yeah. Like I do keep the menu bar there. But like it's every pixel that's not menu bar is VS Code. Okay. Right? Then my left monitor has about nine windows on it, Mm -hmm. which is like Slack, Telegram, uh, Spotify, iTerm, yeah. uh, whatever, Tables Plus, like Time everything. Square. But they're completely tiled. Yeah. So you use a tiler? No, no over, a window uh, manager for that? So I am using Moom right now. Okay. But I don't actually even use Moom for that. Because some of the windows have like minimum sizes. Mm-hmm. And they don't fit with the grid of moom it's a whole thing mm-hmm. so like i just drag them until they're perfect yeah um and then i have so i have my left window is like nine different things um and then my right window is one big thing mm-hmm. and that's just how i live my life mm-hmm. and then when i'm on a call or something like this i'll go to a new space where none of those things exist gotcha. and i'm just like in a perfect world hmm. and then when i'm ready to go back to work which i will be after this call I'll switch, switch back yeah. to the spaces where everything's all tiled. Yeah. I mean, I've, that doesn't work for me. I never liked, I guess, I think I used to maybe think I liked that, but I don't think I ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so the, the setup I have is every app is the same size. There's about a one inch margin around the app, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I tried to be this guy for a while. Yeah. And I have a shortcut key, Command Shift O, that I hit, and it makes the window that snaps it to that size, and it hides every other window. Um, so I hit Command Shift O all the time, and it just mm-hmm. keeps whatever I'm doing at the forefront, removes everything else. Uh, the that reason I have to hide everything a, else that it's a two-handed shortcut, though. It's fine for me. Yeah. What about like Command Shift W or something like that? That would be more hand contorting. I would rather have a, a easy two-hander than a huh. one-hand contortionist for shortcut. But but then it's like if your hand's on your mouse when you're doing it, you have to bring it back over to your keyboard and then... My hand, yeah. Uh, my hand is on my keyboard more often than not because of just... What about, what about when you're using the dock, Caleb? 
<laughs> I do kidding. use the mouse from time to time. I scroll Twitter with the arrow keys. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I feel like I finally have mostly made it to where I want to be, which is right. every app is in the forefront and it gets my full attention. And when it's not, it's not. And that's sure. the way that I, I've sort of landed. Cool. Yeah. I'm better than you. To you. My workflow well, is better than yours. But you don't understand. I've already <laughs> been to the place where you are and I've graduated to the place where I am. Okay. Oh, shoot. So you're better than me. Yeah, exactly. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Caleb, have you ever considered having two giant 4K monitors and how no. good that would be? I I made the leap from my 13-inch MacBook Pro monitor, which I used for about a year and a half straight, mm-hmm. to a 24-inch monitor, and I'm very happy. Of what I made resolution? 4K. Oh, the resolution okay. is like way bumped down. It's the what? it's the biggest you can make it. I'm pretty sure. What's wrong with you, dude? So this is the thing, man. Big stuff is so much better than small stuff, unless you're like wrangling a bunch of HTML, which I just created a little VS Code extension so I can toggle between small fonts with small spaces and big font and big space for when I need to like look at a big HTML file. But yeah, it's so my my, pre- my preferences. It says scaled resolution. And it's all the way to larger text. It looks like you know a, really like a jitterbug. Like programming <laughs> what? Is scrolling. Scrolling's bad. Okay. You shouldn't have to scroll. Okay. And that's why big is better. Big, Interesting. Big I wonder how resolution. much I scroll. I might scroll a lot. Um, you should be able to see the whole file all at once. Yeah. I guess in my and mind, it's always like... if your file's longer than you can see with small text on a big 4K display then that's a bad file. You should break that up into smaller files. In my mind, it's like if you need vision of more than like a couple methods, then you're either in a JSON or HTML file or you need to break out that method. In my mind, it's like I've made a workflow change that influences my development style. You know what I mean? See, now, now you're just... Now you're just letting your IDE dictate your code, Caleb. <laughs> Dude, there is no denying that that your physical setup impacts the way you program. Yeah, it's true. A bigger it's font true. means you have less tolerance for longer lines, less tolerance doc for... blocks. Doc blocks, yeah. I don't know. Does Taylor like doc blocks? What's up with that? I, I live in doc block world now, dude, and oh my I am miserable looking at these doc blocks, dude. What's up with this? Yeah, so here's the deal. I tried. I tried to just like get away with not writing them. Yeah. I was and I'm never I'm never going to write them, right? I'm only going to have them written for me. Um by the the yeah, by the intelligence doc block stuff. Trolls. Yeah. But I tried uh to not write them. Right? Cuz it's like you look through the project, you're like, "Oh, there's a bunch of doc blocks in here." And I was like, someone with PHP Storm will generate those when they're needed by mm-hmm. just opening it in PHP Storm and then PHP Storm will look at the code and be like, oh, well, this gets this. Mm-hmm. It's not how that works, unfortunately. Um, it's up to you. It's up to, well, I mean, there are things that I can automatically generate. Yeah, like the return but like, stuff, but you have to write that sentence. <sighs> so you write a I sentence for every method or what? Or the doc I block just I started has... doing it yet. Literally, this conversation happened today. But literally every method has a sentence attached to it in your project? Yeah, that somebody has to write. Oh, you mean the actual that? the actual description of what the sentence what the method does? Yeah. Oh, I don't care about that. That's does, not what I'm talking. Does about. that exist in the code base that you're you're under? 
Not in every method, for sure. Okay. Um, so the doc plots you're talking about are just like uh, parameter types and return parameters type. and yeah exactly okay. which All can just be automatically generated so it's not which can be automatically generated yeah. except but they're just awful yeah i agree they're just miserable to look at dude like yeah no it's my favorite doc block in the world i don't, don't want to call visual debt over here <laughs> you know far be it from me to reopen the wound of visual debt but god damn dude like it's like <laughs> bleach in my eyeballs yeah. to have this to have these doc blocks in my code you know code can be beautiful yeah and i i do think a lot of i think everything taylor does is pretty beautiful so i don't want to like shit on yeah, his doc blocks till you start putting fucking bleach in your eyeballs yeah but i i do definitely you know some a lot you know what i think is the most ugly thing in the world i'm <laughs> I'm going to preface this just in case Taylor listens. I don't think he does. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He should start though. <laughs> I don't think he does and I hope he doesn't. I respect everything that man does and I've never been more inspired by another programmer ever and to this day. I'm consistently in awe and inspired of Taylor Otwell and that's just not lip service. I mean it big time. Sounds like your lips are doing some service if you know what I'm saying. Guess what? I think is the most hideous thing in all of Laravel. What's that? The user.php file. Okay. Break it down for me. Oh, <laughs> start Great breakdown. A, start a new project and open the user.php file. Uh-huh. You know what I want to see in my user.php file? I don't even file? remember what you see when you do oh, that. It is so littered with doc blocks and trait uses and random things. Makes me crazy. You know what I hate? You know what I despise? A brand new migration. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I do too. With the doc blocks. The yeah. first thing I do, literally Same. every migration I've ever made in my entire life, yeah. I say, Art, make migration, type the name of the migration, press enter, delete the doc blocks. That's like, yep. it's like come Dude, on. I, I literally, like, I've learned what D4J does in Vim so that I can D4J that doc block in front of up or in, or in front so of down. Bad. Oh my gosh, man. You know yeah, what? Actually, now that I think about it, I think there is a flag that you can put on the artisan thing to really have those doc blocks i or at least someone talked maybe we invented that and it never happened uh laravel 7 has uh stub publishing now stublishing yeah have you seen that Mm -mm. i so this is one i'm this is uh a uh i'm gonna brag taylor asked like what are some things you want in laravel go wrong because you know i got taylor in my pocket yep and i one of the first things i said was publishing stubs and he's like yeah a lot of people want that i'm like seriously man Every migration I make and every artisan make test that I do and every artisan make model that I do, I have to get rid of all those doc blocks. I would love full control over the stubs. So we, we added that to Kevin McKee published this feature for Livewire. And so he was like, yeah, I saw it in Livewire. It seems pretty clean. And he made his own version. And then I made mine match his. And so now Livewire, when you do artisan make publish or artisan Livewire colon stubs, it then adds its stub to the Livewire Laravel stubs. But anyway, dude, you do this artisan stub publish or something like that laravel 7 got merged today for us oh sick yeah laravel 7 is one of the best updates in laravel history cool well yeah not that i can take advantage of publishing stubs that don't have doc blocks in them because that goes against all the (laughs) other things but but now you get a nice stub folder and you can just manage the stubs you want it's beautiful Mm -hmm. so nice Mm -hmm. yeah hmm 
Um, Decol, Decol, Decol. Hmm. How are you doing, Decol? I'm doing good, man. I'm having a, I'm having a blast over here. Got to got to do some design stuff recently. Been working with sweet Chris on pairing on some designs, and like it was a fun one where it was like we we were sort of like ships passing in the night. Like we kind of sat down and talked about what this page maybe could look like one time. And like the thing we came up with, I implemented it. And then I was like, ugh, it's nasty. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Once you actually do the thing after speculating about it, you're just like, ugh, uh-uh. Okay. Um, and we were just kind of like ships passing in the night. I was like touching base for a second and being like, oh yeah, like, well, maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could do-. And then finally yesterday we like sat down and really paired on the design and got it to a place where I like it. Um, and so now I'm just, Today is like a simple day of like going through and adding nice. padding to things and making sure that like all the little font sizes are nice. What is this for? It's just a page for a webinars. P- okay. Is it in um, your, your main app that you're working on? Yeah, but it's it's like a public facing, non-authenticated page. Like, do you have to abide by a style that already exists? Uh, Yes, and we want to be better than the style that already okay. exists. So this is kind of like a it's a nice page right yeah yeah. and we were working towards having like a good uh actual style guide with like you know components and stuff in them yeah you know like here's how drop downs work in our app yeah like a design system design system yeah. yeah yeah um and we've talked about like there's an epic that is going to happen one sprint or another mm-hmm where that's like a big piece of the app getting moved over from the outside of Laravel code base to the inside of Laravel code base. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of design considerations for that. And so we've talked about using that as an excuse to start writing like a design system, mm-hmm. you know, and like as we're doing each of these components to kind of like spend a little bit more time being more intentional about it and stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of coming in the future. But this is sort of like, well, let's start doing things in the way that we kind of want to do them later. Yeah. And then we'll formalize it more down the road with this other project whenever that comes around. Okay. Um, But it was cool. Like, you know, just it was an interesting way to interact with a design, right? Hmm. Um, the, my experience with like interacting with designs on teams in the past. Mm-hmm has been one of the following, right? Either there's like the, I do a design for now. Like I do the like quick and dirty design, Mm -hmm. right? And then uh, a designer comes in behind me and redesigns what I designed. Yeah. Uh, And then I implement their changes. Okay. Right? That's one option. The other is like a designer designs a page yep. and then I implement the design. Yep. And then the third is like I spend the time to like carefully craft a yep. design that I like. Yes. Um, but I've never had a situation where it was two developers, no designer, hmm. pairing on a design kind of asynchronously Yeah. like that. I bet that's um, a pretty cool process. I bet it turned it was, out pretty good. It was inefficient. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, the concept is one that I kind of like. Okay. Right. Um, I think we could nail that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Um, but the things that are com the things with designs that are always hard to communicate mm -hmm. when you're like sharing designs is like what do you pay attention to and what do you not pay attention to in this iteration of the design? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like in this iteration sure. of the design, we're only looking at structure, <laughs> yeah, shape and size. That is and, like, very where difficult things are. thing to communicate and to abide by. Right, because otherwise you have to do all these call outs where you're like, I know that the tags are kind of ugly. I'm going to fix those later. And yeah, I know. I know. That, you know That's um, like... Dude. But if we could formalize a system of saying like like this is level two design iteration, yeah. go so see yeah, the design iteration like one, level two guys. and three. If you're about to talk about a border radius, you can't. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not the space this for This is not radius. the space for fonts right now. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. When I'm you know, it's like everything in you, you like you feel and you have because you're like, if I don't mention this now. Like, cause you don't know, I don't know as an onlooker. Yeah. You know what it is? You need a level system. Cause I don't know what level you're, you're presenting this yeah, to me exactly. on. And that's the thing. It's like, if, if I believed that you believed that I was only working on structure, then we wouldn't have to talk about colors right now. Right. But the problem is one of us suspects that the other person thinks that these are the final colors. Yeah. Or and is it's just really worried that, that it's going to end up being them of that, that notion. So you got to like get ahead of it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah just exactly. so, uh, you know, I know this is like uh, really early on, but, um, you know, I'm, you know, the colors. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We can, we should come up with a system for this. We should. There should be a, like, I think a fidelity of uh, like a general um, design fidelity critique system level system it's like yeah and like wireframes were the attempt to solve this problem right yes uh yeah wire we design in the browser now so like you can't wireframe in the browser yeah that is a really tricky thing um, yeah it's almost like there needs to be a style sheet that overrides all colors shadows border radiuses um fonts Basically everything but spacing blocks. It adds a border to everything. That would be kind of cool. Fireframe. Fireframe. Does that exist already? I don't know, but it's like a hot tip tweet emoji, and then it says frame. Oh yeah, cool. That yeah, I like or, it. Or it's like a fire emoji in a picture frame. This should exist, right? Like just a fire really frame. heavily a heavy-handed override that's just like bang important on border radius and like border one picks black everything. You know. Yeah. Like that sort or of thing. Or like something, maybe not Dude, this is kind of interesting. Maybe a Tailwind extension though. Like I'm if you use the CSS this. file that you import after your main Tailwind.css, right? Dude. And it overrides all of the Tailwind yeah, yeah. stuff. Because like you don't want border one picks black on everything because there's things that shouldn't have a border that are now going to have a border. True. But you how know? do you know even if you're using Tailwind, how would you know what gets a border? Uh, well, no, it's just that if something has a border, it's now black and one pixel. Hmm. If something has a border or if something has a background color, that would probably do it. Yeah. Then if it has a background that's color, that's the, the litmus test. Does it have a background, it has a background color, color or a border? that's not white, right? No, even white. Because if you think about it, like if you have a darker background and then a white foreground panel. Right. But then what if you have like another darker background panel on top of that? Right. If you have more than one layer of backgrounds, then they all work. get a border. Right? Oh, you want them I to have see. A border. If something has a background color, the background goes to white and it gets a black border. Yeah. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, that's dope. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And it's all just boxes. Everything's boxes. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky tacky. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky tacky. And we're all just made of ticky You know what one of the worst things about Zoom is? Or, well, not Zoom, but the internet is. What's that? You can never sing with another person. I know. We could have really just gone at that. Because the only way to jam is yeah. to code. Because code is the only jam in town. Yeah, man. There is no way to jam over Zoom. That's a bummer. Maybe Tuple's it's... low enough latency to jam over Zoom. <laughs> I joke. I so. That would be a real serious like sales pitch if they could accomplish that. The only way to jam over the wire. Um... Yeah. boxes on the hilltop hillside hilltop hillside the version i listen to is hilltop hmm. you always think you're right yeah well so do you <laughs> um cool caleb well i think we should cut this one do you have any uh do you have any final final notes or final mini topics oh i busted 70 grand on github sponsors wow yeah per annum yeah per annum nice congrats yeah thanks i now like it's actually it just kind of happened where like now i'm like oh with the freelancing i do i mean that's i'm basically are your annual earnings over what you were making when you i think they just broke what i was making at titan hell yeah dude congrats yeah so i finally feel like i clawed my way back up what did it take you like a year and a half yep almost year and a half yep to duplicate what you were making without having a boss congrats dude yeah you did it yeah it uh actually feels pretty good so nice yep go buy yourself a big cake um depending on this vs code course goes if it goes well i don't this vs Mm -hmm. code course could go insanely well or Mm -hmm. it could go insanely bad Mm -hmm. because like what do you think do people buy vs code course so here's the thing you use vs code i sure do more than any other app in your thing maybe besides chrome sure right Use it all day. Yep. Getting better at using VS Code is insanely valuable. Yes. Right? More, It'll pay you more dividends as a developer than a lot of other things. Dull knife, dull chef. Bingo. <laughs> That's the new slogan. So here's the thing. I am saying this because I see it from the other side now that I'm like, okay. Because I keep getting these emails from people. A lot of people have said, oh, I can't wait for the course. Definitely going to buy it. But there's a lot of people who's, you know, and I don't know what's a lot of people because it's such a small amount compared to how many people subscribe. Is it just a vocal minority or is it like a representation of half the people? It's like, yeah, no, I'd probably buy it, but I don't know. Like, I typically don't buy stuff like that. How much is this course going to be? 30 bucks for the ebook. Tons of people are going to get that. That's okay. That's what I thought. But I'm wondering if like, because a handful of people have said like, yeah, but for like a, an editor course, like I probably wouldn't buy it. And I'm like, here's the thing. Like, I would think you would be more likely to buy it. Here's, I got two things for you. The first First ebook I ever bought was Wes Boss's Sublime ebook. You know who's not going to buy this thing? Probably PHP Storm Storm users. (laughs) Get out of here. Actually, not true. There's a bunch who who emailed me and are like, I don't actually use VS Code, I use PHP Storm, but I still like the tips. Yeah. Um, PHP Storm users are not going to buy this thing. Get out of here. Sublime users will buy it because they have VS Code Envy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
but the PHP Storm users, they think they're superior to us lowly VS Code users, and so they won't <laughs> buy it out of spite. I trashed um, VS Code. Uh, so Vehicle bought a couple licenses to raffle uh-huh. off at the meetup. Uh-huh. And uh, and I was like, not trashing PHP Storm, but, you know, just yeah. like explaining why I like VS Code better. And then they were like, all right, now we're going to raffle off the VS Code course. And we also have a few PHP Storm licenses we're going to be raffling off. And the winners can pick what they want, the PHP Storm license or my course. Uh-huh. It was very funny. It was like tension in the air. Did everyone pick the VS Code thing? It was about half and half. Oh. Uh, anyway, go on. Um. Anyway, that's so funny. <laughs> it anyway, was um. But you know who's not going to buy? Like, I think the people who are telling you like, oh, for an editor can thing i'm not gonna buy it those people are doing the thing they're like kind of concern trolling a little bit where they are saying like i think other people won't buy it Mm. you know they're trying to do your job for you of like like the reason you're talking to them is to get an idea of whether they would purchase it yeah for sure right but they're then hopping into your chair and saying oh well do i think other people would purchase it yeah it's like listen i'm capable of having a reckon about whether i think other people would purchase it just as much as you are what i'm asking is will you purchase it right yep um and this is that's pretty interesting it's like a self-feeding well let me tell you a little bit about the democratic party because this is what the democratic party does all the time and it's the most infuriating thing for a person on the left ever the Democratic Party is an entity which solely exists to think, do I think Republicans are going to stop me from doing this thing? And if the answer is yes, then they don't even try. Um, and it's it's very much the same thing where it's like they're jumping the gun and starting and thinking from a level which is not their job, right? Or like, do I think the voters will accept this mm-hmm. being pushed in this direction? Mm-hmm. And there's like... Hmm, I don't know. Let's not try. And I think that's kind of like the message you're getting from the people who tell like you're like, do I think the user or the listener will accept this $30 ebook? Okay. Right? Yeah. And now the listener is being asked this and is saying, Hmm, I don't know. Do I think the listener will accept this $30 ebook? And it's like, no, you are the listener. Tell me whether you will accept it, you know? Yeah. Um that's all. That's all I have. It's the same thing with the Democratic Party, which is like, do I think the voter will accept yeah, this, yeah. this policy change? And the voter is like, hmm, I don't know. Do I think do the I think voter will accept? Rebel- yeah. It's like, you are the yeah, voter. Yeah. Do you accept it or not? Yep. You Interesting. Know? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. When the when the subject does the thinking for the... Yeah. Um, when they become Dasein. Uh, I don't know what that word is. Uh, it's Heidegger. Got it. This uh, being that comprehends its own existence. Oh, Okay. Gotcha. Being with a capital B. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I love the... Like, that is, like, the signature move of this podcast. Is what you just said, pause. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, Decol, um So, we're going to see, but I've... I mean, I've just, I'm going to go through with it. I'm going to give it my all. And I just spent a bunch of time today really honing all of my opinions on multi-cursor usage and i had no idea like that i'm just reminded that people who don't like there's so many little things that i bet like a good amount of people Could you give me one opinion on multi-cursor usage that you didn't know you had 
well maybe not maybe opinions the wrong word but um okay here like a, the low level one is like do people know how to uh select a bunch of lines and get all the cursors at the end of those lines like can you do that in an editor uh select a bunch of what's on the like lines. just drag your mouse select oh, a big the chunk alt, the alt thing well, do do you do this in your workflow? Select. No, I don't do it. Okay. Um, I saw Adam do it on stage at Laracon. Okay. I asked him how to do it. I learned how to do it, and then I've never done it again. Yeah, so there's things like... Um, oh, also, like if you're selecting multiple occurrences, do you know how to skip one of the occurrences because you don't want to select that in Whoa, the chain? Whoa, no. Okay, yeah. See, I feel like I got some multi-cursor Whoa. fire ready here. And uh, like, uh, do you ever run so into... What you're, telling, what you're telling me is you can go... Command D, Command D, Command D, Command D, and then press a mystery shortcut yeah. and then resume pressing Command D? Yeah. No way. Well, it works so that, because usually I only realize I don't want the thing after it's been hit. No way. Yeah, so it works with the current one that's been hit. Yeah, because you don't know you didn't want it until it's accidentally selected, so you can just skip it. Oh, yeah, because then it wraps around back to the top of the file. Yeah, so it's And you're it's like, oopsie-daisy, didn't want I that I want to level up, though, and I want to have a key for backing out instead of, like, jumping forward. Instead of, like, hopping over it, I want you just be able to, like, back out as well. Yeah, this actually like, oh, is I went fire. One too I didn't far. realize how fire this was going to be. Yeah, man. I, dude, that's good to hear because I was, I was writing this today. I didn't realize either, but I'm like, I guess I do have a ton of little, like, tricks around multi-cursor Yeah, I was like, stuff. what could there possibly be? Multi-cursors, multi-cursor. Yeah, so here's the, here's the like, battle. Here's the thing. I, did, I thought you were talking about, like, tricks once you're in multi-cursor of, like, how to maneuver the cursors or oh, whatever. right. Which is like, what is there to know? It's just cursors, you know? Yeah. I mean, you but like... you're talking about like all of the stuff to get into multi-cursor the way that you want to. Yeah. And to use it, you know, and uh, case sensitivity. Do you ever multi-cursor like and accidentally select two things that have different... Wait. Oh my God, dude. I have... Mm, this is the golden goose. Can you please, please take from me this golden goose and make it lay an egg? Oh my God. There is one exact, and we've talked about it here, and we've talked about it on Twitter, and people have tr tried to tell me that they have the solution, but it's like, whatever it is, it's not good enough for me to use in my real world life, you know? Here's what I need. I need to be able to select multiple things that are, so case insensitive, command D, right? Yeah. So I just command D a bunch oh, of stuff. Oh, and it preserve the casing. And it preserve the casing. No, I, I've realized the best thing, dude, thought about this hard. I think the best thing is to just... Make it case sensitive, Command D, and then no, just select it twice. No, but there is a. It's possible to do the preserved casing only for the first one, though. What do you mean? So, like, if you if you're selecting something that's like foo foo bar all under all lowercase, and then you select another thing that's foo bar with capital F and B, with the Command D because it's case insensitive. Sure. Now you want to change foo bar to be bar baz. You type uh -huh. B. Starts out capital because you can know that, oh, the first letter was capital. We'll start it out. The one starts out lowercase. The other one starts out capital as you type. Mm -hmm. You type bar. Then you go to type baz. How does it know? How does it know to capitalize that B? No, but you would type it on the one that has capitalization and it would know to not capitalize it on the other <gasps> Okay. One. That could actually work. And here's the other thing I really Interesting. Want. You I still want have a... issues. Interesting. There's some interestingness there. Okay. And... I want a way to type or a way to command D, mm -hmm. right? That will select foobar, foobar studly case, 
and Fubar snake case. <laughs> and preserve the casing of them all. And as preserve the type. casing across all of them. Yeah. That's like the golden goose for me. I anything like, any solution like that does something that's smart. A type of smart. case ins- insensitivity that even sees like snake yeah. and slug. In as... my mind, when you get into that level of intelligence, you create a tool that you end up fighting with more than you end up benefiting from it. That's my personal I'll fight heuristic. With you more than I benefit. I agree from you. that it's <laughs> badass and should be done. I mean, I I don't want to like give up the ghost, but if if you're really pressing me to be like. Are you going to build this thing or not, man? This is what I would say. Mm. Yeah. This Dude, I made a... Sounds like classic Porzio avoiding work. Yeah. Just, uh... Mm. Um, I made a, a another extension that I'm, I'm pretty pumped about. I'm developing oh, it, yeah. like, personally first. Make sure I like it. Um, a project switcher. anything about it? It's a project switcher. Project How do you switch okay. projects in VS Code? What's your setup? Uh... If you got two like command n well first i'll say do you have multiple projects open in vs code like multiple layer of elapsed or whatever uh right now like at a time yeah, right now no really but there are times when i yes last week i did yeah i wonder if it's just the type of work i do now that i feel like i have i always am switching between on a bunch of projects well but i mean it's it's yeah, well, switching between projects is different than like having them open concurrently, right? Okay, yeah. Having yeah, them open okay, concurrently sure. is only so. The other day, I was working on an extension, right? Okay. Or like on a uh, composer package. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So I have one VS Code window open with the composer package, okay. and I have another VS Code window open with the testing it. Laravel app okay, that yeah. consumes the package, right? Yep. Um, are they so overlapping each work. other? Are they on top of each other? different monitors okay one-on-one monitor do you all right let me throw a couple scenarios at you you are in vs code you you want to open up another project really quick to do something or you know what Mm -hmm. you know what you want to just switch projects what do you do so i want to abandon the project i'm on right now yeah and i i need you to answer as like real life as possible not like what you would hope you would do but like what would you do right so i take my mouse and i close the vs code window okay and then i press command n and then it takes me to that little thing that shows me all my recent folders right off the bat when you open VS Code. Like an actual native file browser. No, it's not a file browser. It's just like when you open VS Code, it has like the VS Code start panel. Okay. I, hi- like, I hide all that, so I don't remember. Oh, well, it's useful. Um, okay. Because so, one of the things it includes is like recents. What if, okay, so if, it, if it's recent, then you just click on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. And if it's not recent, then there's a more button that you press open and it just gives you a file browser. Okay. Um all right. Now let's say you're working a two at the same time. Uh-huh. What do you do then? One's on one monitor, one's on the other. Okay. Interesting. I wonder how many people are like. I don't know me. how I would I don't oh, here's a problem. I you used to in VS Code be able to have two VS Code windows that had different color schemes. Interesting. You used and you can't anymore. And I don't know when that changed, but I'm kind of mad about it. And it was embarrassing because I tried to do it in front of someone when I was pairing with them <laughs> and was like, oh, and I kind of had like this sly, like, oh, I'm going to do this little trick yeah, that I do. And then, just like, and then it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And he, he even said, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's not okay. What do you mean? Here's a trick um, if you wanted. You could. But what I used to do was like have two VS Code windows, one in one color, one in the other that represented the different things wow i mean you could download vs code insiders build 
insiders build. Yeah, it's just like um, for people developing on VS Code. Um, it's the latest. It's like the master branch, you know, of VS Code. Oh, okay. And it's a separate yeah. app. It's like a green icon, and uh, I use it to do a lot of my course stuff now, so that I have a fresh install of VS Code like right alongside my normal install. Interesting. Yeah. You are an insider, aren't you? Yeah, because I have the build I am. Decol. So Project Switcher is Command-P for your projects, except it's Command-Semicolon. I hit Command-Semicolon, okay. and now I have a searcher where I can search even a project I've never opened before. Mm-hmm. And the way I do it is I look at the current project and the directory above it and search mm-hmm. all those folders because mm-hmm. it's always my site's directory that has all my projects. Sure. I just hit Command-Semicolon, and then I start typing. I hit Enter, and it opens the thing in a new window because I... I it's easy to get this behavior right in VS code to open in the current window, mm-hmm. but it takes time to switch those. And I, I need to switch, you know, I need to like have stuff open. Okay. A uh, couple questions, mm-hmm. right? Number one, are you just listing all folders? Yes. You should instead list all folders that have Git in them. Yeah. For me, it is that way. Right, but what if you have so like my I have a source directory, right? So it's mm-hmm. like home slash src. Okay, right. That's pretty cool. And then in, inside that, I have um, a packages subdirectory mm. that is Ziggy and Air and a couple of other packages. Mm. And then I also have top level, like source slash all of the different actual projects. Yeah. I have. Right. Yeah. But there's a subdirectory called packages in there as well, which is difficult. Right. Um, and valet doesn't handle it well. Right. You shouldn't uh, do that. You just shouldn't no, I do, should that. do that. No. What are you talking about? Yes, I should. No. Um, that's the no. It's I should because that's the API I want. Right. First, you write the API you want, then you write the code to make the API work the way you want it. That's the API I want, so I should do it like that. I'm not going to change my implementation just because it doesn't work well with other things. I'm going to make the other things work well with what I want. I, I don't, I don't agree. Oh, why shouldn't I do it like that? Um, I don't think it affords you any real benefit. Sure, it does. I don't think it does. I think if it was in the big thing, you would know to type Ziggy. You wouldn't have anything else named Ziggy. Um, it's just okay. that as soon as you try organizing things, you end up organizing them improperly in edge cases, and then you're unsatisfied with your pattern. So if you keep the flat, flat hierarchy thing for your projects, it's like you're just mm-hmm. golden. You know the name of your project. For every project, whether it's a package or anything, you know the name. So you just type the name and get it. You know what I mean? I guess, but it's like they're not, they're a different category of things. So why right. should they be in a flat hierarchy with the things of another type? If it. Ma- why do you even have a sites directory? Why not keep everything in your downloads folder like you apparently do? Well, no. I mean, I like having a directory that is dedicated to programming. To Each what? folder no, 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 is a what? programming project. Okay. That's but what it is. What about things that are edge cases that aren't, that it's unclear whether this is really a programming project or not? They go in that. If it's something that I have a Git repository and I open up VS Code and mess with and like mm-hmm. load in Valet, it's one directory. It's all in that directory. Hmm. Everything. Every package I've ever written, every Laravel app I've ever worked on is all in one directory called Sites. Probably a bad name. 
What about like, what if you like pull down someone else's project for a second to help? That's them? called code. What's that? If I pull so down this, have... I put it in there. And then you just have that in your life. Yeah, forever. I have like projects in there that have been there forever. You have see, you have this facade of being an organized man who has a clean desktop that when you share your screen, it makes other people happy, Caleb. I think this but is the really, cleanest way to be. But really under the surface, you have a nasty, nasty life. No. Ugly folders full of bad see, things. I never see the folder because I type command semicolon and type what look. I want. No, because you refuse to Because you don't look. look. It's not a problem if you, if you never look at it. It is. No, it's not. Yes. Not in the digital world. No way, man. Yeah. No, it's a problem even if you don't look. No. You know we what? Must I have even order, Caleb. We it is orderly. Order. To me, there's no, no better order than a folder that just has all the things and I never have to worry about ordering uh, it. You know what's unorderly? Having a packages you're, you're folder. You're like a big purse girl for programming. <laughs> <laughs> Where I like dig around for lip gloss. <laughs> That's great. Dude, big purses in high school. Just like an undifferentiated that? bag with no like yep. sub pockets or anything. You got just your, like, like textbooks bag. mixed with your tampons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, man. That's you all day. <laughs> I have a tampon subdirectory. You know what? I think we should call it a day on that note. Yeah. Would you like to cue the outro music now? Yes, please. Oh. All right. That was good.